everybody, welcome to the Collective Podcast. Today we have a friend of mine, uh, Justin Ishmael, on. He is the creative director at a company called Mondo. Uh, Mondo, if you don't know who they are, they do um, really amazing, um, a lot of amazing things. They, they do album covers, and uh, they what they're really known for is doing uh, screen printed, uh, very fine amount of number, uh, collector edition uh, movie posters um, and they enlist artists like Tyler Stahl and Ali Moss and all these really great guys and and fortunately I've been really lucky actually and really thankful to be a part of the family and uh, I got a chance to meet Justin at Comic-Con 2013 and it was uh, he's probably like one of the nicest people I've ever met <laughs> and it was just probably one of the one of the nicest uh events and times I've ever had at Comic-Con and, and I'd been bugging him to try and come on and talk in the podcast and he's been kind enough to share some of his time with us and uh, yeah dude Justin thank you so much for coming and having a chat I really appreciate it so yeah in person at, at San Diego but you know <laughs> and whatnot got in the way yeah. uh, but no I'm, I'm glad uh, to work for me to do it and I, I you know it was it was it was great meeting you there. Uh, it, it's good now that we have a quiet moment to to talk instead of around a hundred thousand people or whatever. You know? So yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, definitely. It was like the the atmosphere and the the energy at at Comic Con was just as a, if you've ever been like to people that are listening that it's ridiculously crazy. And uh, it was cool. Like uh, I walked the floor the first day, and then um, and then I had gotten chance to meet you in person. And then walking the floor, we went over and walked over to to go talk with Jeff Darrow. He's one of my favorite artists. And uh, yeah, it was cool. Like being able to just kind of have a chat with you because I know how well connected you are with everybody and, and how much of a like of a fan you are of so many things that has to do with Comic Con and comic art and stuff and that that stuff in general. So. Yeah, it was really yeah, cool. Uh, yeah, Jeff is uh, Jeff is really cool. Uh, can you still hear me? Yeah, I can still hear you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. It's kind of all warbly or whatever, but yeah, I met him um, a couple months before that actually. And he's one of those guys like you meet him and you felt like you've known him forever because he's just so open and he's so nice and he tells you like he's. I would love to. Uh, he's he's honestly a guy. If you have like a, a want list of people to talk to, you should definitely try to get Jeff Darrow on a podcast. I'm sure the stories he has are like unbelievable. But he, you know, some of the ones he was telling you about Mobius and yeah, you know, about working for uh, Hanna Barbera doing design and how he used to, uh, you know, hang out with Jack Kirby and <laughs> Alex Toth and all this shit. And it's like, whoa, this is crazy. Like this guy has, I mean, you know, obviously he, he has comic work. He's worked with Frank Miller and. Uh, he's the best of the you know, best. He's the Transmetropolitan and stuff. And, you know, yeah. And he's just, he's man, he's such a cool guy. And then when I went to uh, San Antonio for this comic book convention, he was, you know, he was, he, there was like no lines. There was nobody there. And he was just like, man, there's nothing to do. And so we just, we talked, you know, for like probably an hour, just me standing on the booth, just, just, just kind of shooting the shit. So rad. And, uh, yeah, you know, it, was, it was cool to, to catch up with him at, uh, at Comic Con, and he remembered me. He was like, "Oh, hey, man, how's it going?" And so, yeah, we're. I mean, I would love to get him on a, a project uh, down the road if he would. If he'd be down, he he's. That'd be amazing. The, yeah. The, the options of that guy, you know, his detail is 
is ridiculous. He's he's like one of my favorites for sure. Yeah, he's he definitely obviously he's one of mine. Same with like Mobius and stuff too. Yeah, it was really cool getting a chance to talk with him, and I'm gonna try and get him on the podcast. Um, just we'll have to see how it all works out. But um, yeah, just the stories in general. He's a slice of history, really, a slice of current uh, contemporary art history, really. And and uh, yeah, I got that same feeling. Just similar with you, is very open and and not guarded and not weird. Like some people, when you meet them for the first time, um, especially if you're a complete stranger in an environment like like Comic Con, which is understandable, they look at you kind of like with disdain and kind of like, who the hell are you, you know? But um, <laughs> both of you guys are really uh, just really open and cool, and and I think that really leads to you know good conversation and like having a good chat. And so he was very personable, and yeah, I, we even walked over and I gave him. I I think I went back the next day and gave him uh, one of the Predator prints because I was like, dude, you know, because I told him I said you're like one of my favorites. He's like, I feel bad for you. <laughs> so just a you know just like a little window in how humble he is. You know, he's worked with like you know Frank Miller and worked on some of the best comics and worked with the Wachowskis on. The Matrix. I mean, he literally was like the Ralph McQuarrie to Star Wars for like, you know, for uh, The Matrix, you know. He was one of the initial visual, like, you know, minds behind the visual world of The Matrix, so, which is which is beautiful, you know, and it was really cool to be able to see his work transformed to film. So, yeah, that would be, he's on the top of my list of just like art nerd gushy, would love to have him on, fanboy kind of stuff, you know, so... I'm working on yeah. it. We just got to work on a date and stuff. I know he's a bit busy right now. so, But, yeah, and that's really cool. I mean, I'm sure you have tons of stories because you, especially now, um, with how big Mondo is now, like, you're able to get around quite a bit with, like, you know, the conventions and the road shows and all that kind of stuff. I imagine it must lead for you to have really cool connections with so many different types of people, which you didn't before, you know, which is really cool. It's interesting, really, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it, it, it's totally, you know, it's, it's weird, you know, because we, uh, like, I came in around 2000, it was, like, the beginning of 2009, and, uh, you know, me, Mitch, Mitch Putnam, and, and Rob Jones <clears throat> uh, were kind of just told, do whatever, you know, like, just kind of, uh, like, we're owned by the Alma Draft House, and Tim Leake, I had known him before I moved down to Texas, but he's, you know, he's, he owns Mondo too. And so he kind of, you know, gave it to us and said, you know, do whatever, just, just make it work, you know? And yeah. it was from, you know, it's, it, it's one of those crazy things. Like we, we were just fans really, you know, Rob, <clears throat> Rob, I mean, he did, uh, he's doing the white stripe stuff. Oh, like the Rockin' Tours and Jack White. Um, yeah, Rob's then, work's great. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, get him on yeah, the podcast it's, it's, too. Yeah. Oh man, he'll be like a million times better than me. Like, <laughs> Shut he, up. He's, he's so funny. No, no, seriously, <laughs> he is. He is the best talker I know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and Mitch, Mitch was doing a lot of, uh, you know, band uh, tours. He would he would kind of curate those and work with the uh, the labels or the managers and bands and, and set that stuff up. So, and then I came in and really didn't have any. Uh, business doing any of this? <laughs> and, uh, yeah. How did you get linked <laughs> up with them? Yeah, because if <clears throat> if uh, people that are listening that don't know who Rob or Mitch are, they're, they're both really cool guys, and um, it's the three of you guys, right? I mean, there's more to the, your yeah, team now because yeah. you guys are big now. There's Mo and, and yeah, uh, man. We've we've well, I mean, we started off um, 
Well, we started off and we had like, there was like a ton of people working, you know, kind of, they were in and out with Mondo. Okay. <clears throat> because we were at, we were at the Alamo Draft House Theater and the theater, um, you know, has projectionists and they have, uh, you know, dish, dishwashers and, you know, kitchen staff and waiters and waitresses and, you know, ticket booth guys. So they have a lot of different employees and it's like hours we get short with the Alamo and we needed extra help. They would come over and help. Mm. And so like we kind of, uh, you know, we still, we still did that a little bit, but we kind of got, um, uh, away from the Alamo and when the gallery opened, like the, the reason the gallery opened was we were running out of room. Uh, you know, one of the reasons the gallery opened up, this wasn't the sole reason, but we were looking, we were, we were like under, you know, like a, uh, arena seating in like theaters. Yeah. Like kind of the really great seating. So if you're, you know, <clears throat> you're looking at it, it's basically like a triangle, right? So you have the ground and then that, that, that rake is kind of the, you know, it's going up at an angle. So you have that space underneath the theater. That's where Mondo shipped out of for like, <laughs> Until, you know, honestly, until we opened the gallery. Like, we shipped from underneath one of the theaters at the Alamo Draft House. That's so rad. We were, like, out of room. Uh, we had, you know, we had to store in the lobby, and it was not really what we wanted because, I mean, obviously, we're known. We started off as a t-shirt shop. Yeah, yeah. So Mondo was, Tees, right? Mainly, yeah. yeah, it was mainly set up for, uh, you know, t-shirts. So there's a lot of t-shirts in the store, and there wasn't really a whole lot of room to display posters let alone display posters properly like framed and you know hung on a wall and stuff and so uh we got out of there and opened the gallery and uh and then that's you know that's kind of like how we got away from you know uh you know going back to what i was talking about like we we kind of had we couldn't you know just pick people that were that were like free from the alamo that were just like around we had to get an actual staff. And so we kind of started with, uh, well, Jessica came, Jessica Olson came on um, probably a year and a half after we all got together and started. So she, I think she came on uh, after, it was pretty quickly after the road show. I think it was 2010. It was the year Ollie Moss did all the, all the posters. That, that dun, dun, dun. Yeah, we should talk about yeah, that right. too later. <laughs> yeah, man, that's, yeah that's, put that's you guys serious. on the map okay. then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then... Um, <laughs> And then, so we, we brought Jessica on, and then <clears throat> we wanted someone to kind of, uh, you know, at the time it was just like run run the shipping. And so Mo came in, and then we hired JB and Eric. And Sophie, uh, Sophie uh, works with us too, and she she was from like, like she's she's actually the one that's been working for Mondo the longest, like even longer than me. Like mm. she was around way before I was too. So cool. She's she's yeah she's still around. Uh, and so yeah, we just we kind of. There's like eight of us total, I think. Like maybe nine, but it, I mean, we're not even double digits for the company. But I mean, like when you count artists that we work with, you know, it's it's way bigger. But like the actual people, <clears throat> you know, behind Mondo, or it's like it's like eight. Yeah, which is a like you guys have a really amazing system. <laughs> it was because the the way you guys have to deal with like the fandom and the collectivity of things and how many people actually show up and, and wait in lines. 
it was uh, incredibly, it was really efficient. I was really surprised at Comic-Con, like how efficient it was <laughs> for the madness, yeah, yeah, the madness we... that could have happened. So I'm, I'm like, I saw that and I realized that you guys must have dealt with some pretty crazy situations that made you really think about how you sell to the, the customers and stuff, which is, because <laughs> it yeah, gets I mean, really people crazy. Are, people get really clever with, you know, trying to get multiple posters and <laughs> trying to like yeah. you know find loopholes and stuff and, yeah. and with comic-con it's, it's a lot of that but it's even more like trying to uh, make sure that we're not blocking someone else's booth with the line or we're not yeah. making security nervous or we're not breaking codes you know it's a lot of that and it's hard with the big line like that but you know there were you know we we, we, we really tried this year and comic-con was, was like we talked to them afterwards and they were happy with you know generally happy with how everything went so yeah, it looked good. Yeah, it was, it was, but yeah, we do, you know, we do try and uh, I'll you know, give Mo a lot of credit for this. He really kind of, um, he's like the authority at the event. Yeah, he like, was, I, I yeah, was he was on it. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I did that for a while and I don't think I was really good at it, you know? <laughs> yeah, I couldn't do <laughs> I it either. Know, it, was either <laughs> it was either like, I was too nice or it was like, way too harsh or something it was like i had yeah. no middle ground it was like, it was like <laughs> totally worthless at that i mean I, I used to do security before i uh uh before I, I joined you know mondo when i was living in kansas like when i was in uh, high school i would do like big arena show like bands would come through and be like i'd be guarding like steven tyler's dressing room door or something like that <laughs> you know like doing like that's security rad. stuff for ozzy osbourne yeah it was really funny that's a fun but, experience uh, too i imagine yeah yeah, yeah. He was uh, Mo. Mo is really cool and, and and very hospitable and and very business. He's very he's 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 from New York, right? So yeah, he's got that yeah, he's got yeah. that New York style. He's, yeah. Yeah, he's uh he's he's really he's really cool. Like you should come down and hang out. And yeah, can't wait. I got you, man. Knows yeah. either knows Mo or wants to know Mo. And you or if you want to bond with this guy, uh, take him out to karaoke and he'll blow your mind. Like oh, he's he is like seen. he's probably uh he's top three karaoke dudes i've ever seen in my life oh yeah like, like <laughs> oh yeah yeah number one number one will always be uh zach carlson uh who was who used to be a programmer at the alamo and he's like one of my best friends we used to live together and stuff but he he man the stuff that he does at a karaoke place like there was, <laughs> we were we were we, we were at one karaoke and it was skills. this uh it's this it's this place in in uh in Austin called DK Sushi uh-huh. and it's kind of like the gong show where there's this guy called the Sushi Pimp that has this really ultra competitive uh, karaoke show and uh, he has a big gong and it, he, it, it, but he's like really he's really vulgar and stuff he's all about like hey we're going to the strip club afterwards or whatever he's giving everyone like free lap dance free lap dance tickets and stuff like that it's really <laughs> crazy but, but it's like a totally like it's like a family restaurant mm. until like Tuesday or Thursday night it turns into sushi pimp DK sushi you know uh, <laughs> karaoke thing alter ego but, uh, yeah yeah right but he gets <laughs> up and he and he's they had more people after him and he went he was he, he broke a soy sauce container and drank it mid song he started y'all the salt like mess with his vocal cords so he was like ah, like that the rest of the song and he, he was breaking tables and stuff and they shut the place down after they're like that's the last one we gotta go bye it was the craziest performance i'd ever seen <laughs> but mo he's like he he does an amazing uh <clears throat> uh like prince 
he can cover prints really, really well, which is <laughs> probably not a thing that a lot of people can do. But he like he nails it every time. Nice. But, uh, but yeah, anyway, I'm getting off the way of like. No, it doesn't matter. There's, there's no topic here. It's it's just talking and having fun. So. It's like, uh, yeah, we're just having a chat. Yeah, that that uh, <laughs> I can't imagine it. And it's funny when you uh, when you get in the position to be with somebody at like a like um, a karaoke situation, then they start ripping it up. You're like, what the hell? It's like they're like some kind of superhero that you didn't know had that power. <laughs> because it takes a ton a ton of balls, I think, to do that. I I, I tried it one time, and I I could I was the worst. So <laughs> yeah. What was, your, what was your song? What did you do? Uh, I think I did. Uh, I was fucking with my friends. I think I did. Um, like you are so beautiful, or something like that. <laughs> 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 or like uh, it's a small world, I, or some, I, something really stupid. My, my my first ever was at that DK sushi place, and I was mm. really proud. I was bombing so hard and he was <laughs> laughing so hard at me because I was fucking it up so bad that he just let me go and uh-huh. just like to torture me. <laughs> and then, uh, um, sorry, Jessica just walked in. Um, but, uh, no, so I, I did, um, remember that milkshake by police? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah like yeah. My, mil- my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard, like that thing. Like I did that song <laughs> for the first time. And it was one of those where it was like, oh man, this is a totally easy song. I know all the words. Oh yeah, you think know, you do. Like, yeah. Milkshake brings all the boys to the yard, but then there's actual verses. And I had no idea. I didn't know how to read the monitor. <laughs> it's like if you, you know, it has the, the, the like the color that kind of goes. Yeah. You know, like with what you know at the time you're supposed to say the words. I didn't know how to do it, so I was like way off, and it, everyone was like laughing. It was like everyone was cracking up laughing so hard that. <laughs> So it was like it was a pretty bad one to mess up on. You don't realize how long those songs other... are too. You don't realize oh, how long no. they are until you're up in front of an audience and you sound like shit and you're singing <laughs> and you're like. Fuck. Well, the worst ones, <laughs> the worst ones are like you know, Metallica songs or something. Uh, like really cool when you're singing, and then they have like really long guitar solos or yeah. something, and then you're just awkwardly <laughs> standing there for like a minute and a half, and it's just like. Yeah, you know, Kirk like Hammett's ripping it like up. Like refrain or solo, and it's like standing waiting forever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I do, I do thong song sometimes. That's a good one. Thong uh, um, song, uh, yeah. Alan, yeah, I did Alan Jackson's uh, Chattahoochee in Japan. They love that. They're like, <laughs> they pretty into that. The Cowboys singing that song in, in from the U.S. and Japan. They're really into it. So, <laughs> That's rad. How long? Yeah. How, how many times yeah, have you made it out there? Karaoke. Oh, dude, it's on, man. Yeah. Uh, I got to try and figure out a way uh, to get out there, and maybe we'll have to set up some kind of thing where I have a piece in a show or something like that, so I can make it yeah. even more of an excuse or something. But yeah, I'd love to. It'd be great to be able to um, hang out with you guys, and and I hear I actually hear uh, so many great things about Austin. I hear it's a little um, like a little slice slice of something. It's not. It's like this little interesting bubble in the state of Texas, from what I understand and hear. So, which is rad. Yeah, so, no, like, it's got tons of art and culture and really interesting, like, you know, vibes and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we don't really want for anything here. You That's know, cool. like, we have music scene, we have movies, we have amazing food. Um, you know, there's <clears throat> lots of museums here. You know, there's lots of nature there you know like and it's, it's cool too because it's you know it's a city but if you drive half an hour you're like in it looks like texas you know yeah, what i mean it looks yeah. like this is like a cullen brothers movie outside you know it <laughs> looks like this 
there's like cows and just fields and fields and fields so yeah it's it's a pretty it's a pretty great spot to be especially yeah. right now you know yeah yeah definitely the weather's nice out there huh it's probably a bit humid though i imagine but <laughs> it is totally not that's the only thing that's the negative to me is the intense heat all the time like i would if i could get like seattle weather in texas or like really cold like most of the year chilly weather like san francisco weather let's say let's just look like yeah. maybe maybe that one or something like i would be in heaven but <clears throat> maybe i should just move to San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, like a, totally like different monster. Yeah. yeah, yeah. San Francisco is a great city. I love that city. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I love. I mean, I, I, I reside in in San Diego, and I really love the weather here. But yeah, it does get a bit warm. But I I don't know. I've lived in like Boston and stuff, and I've lived in like Colorado, and I've dealt with like pretty crazy winters, and and I dig that. It's cool. Like for you know like one year, but I don't know. Like I like to be able to just walk around everywhere in like my, my board shorts so <laughs> but yeah there's everybody, a everybody listening to this podcast right now is like oh my god this is they're, they're, like they're talking literally they're talking about the weather this is like the worst <laughs> podcast i've ever listened to whatever um, fuck them turn <laughs> it off then <laughs> there's there's no reason there's no rhyme or reason you know like we can you know <laughs> this is cool but yeah but um yeah, we can get off the subject of weather, but <laughs> but we went from talking about how um, Mondo expanded the company itself because I had some good talks with you at Comic Con about like how how um, I had honestly I, I know Ali Moss as a friend that uh, we worked at Prologue together for about eight months and got to know him really well. He's a really great guy and and uh, and I got to see him blow up. He like pretty much just like became like a rock star right before my eyes it was incredibly inspiring and it was, what, uh, was so, so happy. At, the t- at that time it probably would have been like evil dead right yeah like it was, he, he, was, he was drawing evil dead right next to me and yeah, and, yeah and, and, i remember that he went and he those the early evil dead that that was like that was signed and we usually you know a lot of times we don't have signed posters but i think he was in la yeah and he went over to like Kevin Tongs or, or somebody like that, somebody's <laughs> house you went over and signed them all and yeah because <clears throat> remember we, I think we had pictures online of him signing yeah everyone yeah. was like losing their minds yeah it was cool I remember him having a huge package of posters and signing them at Prologue and I was just laughing because I was sitting there working my fucking ass off and here he is signing posters, and I'm like, something. I'm not doing something right here, you know. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, All he right. he he earned it. He uh, is is incredibly smart and very uh, has a great design sense and a, and a great aesthetic. And um, it was really some of my favorite creative, um, like my, some of my favorite times at Prologue was for sure when he was around. It was it was very challenging to try and keep up with his wit and and and. Uh, yeah, I'm just, I was just really happy and thankful and to, to have known him and to see him grow and progress was just incredibly inspiring. And, and to be able to be like at Comic-Con and with you guys, it was just like like kind of like dreams coming true, which is really great. And so, yeah, it was it was crazy though, be, being able to see it. So I, I understood Mondo a little bit through Kevin. I know Kevin through some friends, Kevin Tong, but then seeing ollie blow up but i was like what the hell is going on here <laughs> and then uh the madness at comic-con and then talking to you about like the ridiculous fucking stories like you gotta t- at least tell a couple of those about like like you know like the people at the shows where they're on their cell phones like a, like it's a stock market or something and oh, people yeah, sending yeah, kids yeah. in to buy posters and like 
<laughs> and the homeless thing it's like it's, it's like oh yeah wow. <laughs> it's crazy and, and and what i really uh want to dig deep into that too because you're a collector as am i um i'm not i can't be as crazy as a collector as i wish i could i don't think my wife would let me get away with that kind of stuff but <laughs> but i do love books and i and i'm a huge fan of like collecting books and um and i, I just love it. it's like information for me but really what i think that mondo um from my point of view um what what's really smart and and i think it's it's it comes from a good place first off i think like because when i got the chance to talk with you and meet with you you're like i was saying like same with jeff you guys are straight shot like it's not like you have a, some weird hidden agenda i like i don't pick up that vibe and that's really cool it's, it's a bit rare when you meet a successful person and they have that still enact like still because there's so many chances for you to be a, a corrupt asshole right you know like you could be like well i'm gonna make i'm gonna sell like i think it's important to sell 10,000 copies of this poster so i can have blah 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 amount of money so i could have a lamborghini or whatever you know like uh kind of become a black star you know like become a black <laughs> hole basically to talk about uh you know talking about screen printed posters and Lamborghini in the same sentence but it's it's definitely possible though you know like I think I think they're you know what what basically I'm saying is that you guys have been able to create a place from uh, a a raw honest love for things which is movies and uh, fine art and giving something that the obvious that the studios aren't providing um, and giving it, making a basically creating a niche, a niche or whatever, however you say that word, um, for collectors, you know, people that, like, I was watching this really great documentary on Todd McFarlane, and he talked about, like, it really reminded me of you and, and Rob and all you guys at Mondo, because he was saying, he was saying, like, after his success with creating Spawn and making all his money off the comics and stuff, he was like, well, I want to make toys, and he's like, I want to make toys that I would like, you know? Yeah. And I think it you guys a, had the that same was a crazy thing. documentary, man. I fucking love that documentary. Um, yeah, he's he's bidding on the Mark McGuire ball and doing <laughs> all that it's stuff. It's like three yeah. million dollars or something on the Mark McGuire, whatever is yeah, crazy freaking baseball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it's yeah. crazy to see like um, it's it's it, what it what it is is like you know big things have small beginnings you know like but it comes from a pure honest heart uh, spot and what he was saying which i thought really resonated with me with uh, with what you guys have been doing is that he was just saying like i would lo- i want to make toys that i would want to create collect you know and, and right. i think i think you guys are like well i want posters for movies that i would want to see or collect you know and 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 yeah. and, and and keeping very pure to that like we only will do a limited run of these, you know, like we'll do 350 or we'll do like 500 total or, you know, we'll do a variant and all that kind of stuff and, and keeping it small, but, um, keeping it, um, it, it, the demand, right. It's, it's an interesting thing because if you oversaturate the market, it becomes lack, it it loses its value. Like absolutely. And like I was watching the interview you did, I think with is a Collider or something. I can't remember. Um, but you were saying how like because you're a collector as well, and when like it upsets you and it bums you out when people are are like fuck you, like I couldn't get this poster, blah blah, because you yourself are in those situations and and how like how it sucks not to get it, but at the same time that's that's like the drug addiction really if you think about it, like a very it's like a soft edged like drug addiction. 
and uh, and I'm guilty of it too. And I and I wanted to talk to you about kind of like the dynamics of that. I don't think it's intentional at all, obviously, but it's interesting um, to tap into that because that's really what it is, right? You guys are taking really huge things like you know Star Wars, for example, and having really great artists like Tyler Stout or Ollie or any of these guys that you have enlisted to make something very special for that project and then creating like this very interesting um market it's 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 brilliant actually i thought i thought it was really brilliant and it's really cool and yeah it's really interesting and i, I think mean, it's like uh yeah it's, it's like uh you know reese's or something you know it's like chocolate on its own is great and peanut butter on its own is great but you're gonna put these two things together and it's just like wow <laughs> this is this is awesome you know like it, it's kind of like what uh you know you have star wars which, you know people like star wars and you have ollie and people like ollie and then you do you have you know ollie's take on star wars it's just it's something that hadn't been seen before no you yeah. know i'm not talking you know in general about like you know you know what i'm trying to say basically is artist interpretations are you know it's a it's a, it's a fun thing to have like a favorite you know, like people root for people you know uh, uh fans root for their favorite player or they root for a character they like in a TV show. You know, they, they, it's something they can get behind and then when it crosses over, you know, and you have like both of the, of the you know, the, the check marks on the, you know, the check boxes done. It's like, okay, I have, uh, you know, Evil Dead and I have, you know, Ollie on it. There you, like, go. you know, People are going to get super, super excited. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, it's super, it, it's, I don't know. It, it's the job is is crazy. Like we were talking, you know, what I was about to say earlier, and you were saying like, oh, it's like stories or whatever. It's just the whole thing's really surreal. It is. It's got to be right. It's it's it, it, you know, like before I moved down to Austin, I was like selling furniture, and when I got here, I was just kind of doing odd jobs for the Alamo, and um, I remember. We were doing a we were doing a screening of the mist, and this was this is before, um, yeah this is this is before uh, I was with Mondo or I was really doing anything at the Alamo. Like I was maybe like doing working on the Rolling Road shows like the summertime. You know when we show the movies outside. Like I would go to a park and show like Happy Feet or something. And so that was like, you know that that was my job. That was like my only thing I was doing at the time. And you know, I would, we would. I remember the mist was coming out, and so Frank Darabont, and Greg Nicotero, and uh, I think maybe Thomas Jane might have been there. But it might, it might have just been those, those two. And I was like huge, huge fan of of uh, Greg Nicotero. I was like K and B. Like I wanted to be a special effects guy. It was like K and B was, you know, like it was like Savini and, and K and B and Rick Baker and yeah. you know all these guys like Stan Winston. So he was like one of my like oh my god because like, yeah, I would I would like study movies I would like study the effects on the movies and try to figure out like how they did it like, I would I would like freeze frame Blade Runner oh like, man like, the headshot scene and see how they did it you know it's <laughs> like they put uh, you know there's like if you pause, if you go to the Blu-ray and pause it you can and they may have, they may have taken out the Blu-ray but the DVD you can see like a, a you know a piece of fishing line going from the guy's forehead and they pull they put a button 
and then latex over and then put it on his forehead and painted his forehead red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they yeah. basically did it all with editing, like where they, you know, they would just film it clean with a yep. reaction and then he would pull it and make a reaction and then they would edit it. They would just do a split second of that and add the, the gunshot effect. Yeah. And it looked like his head blown off. I was like, oh, okay. It's, it's good to know, like, the editing tricks when you're doing the effects because you can, you know, maybe do something cheaper. Uh, you know, quicker than you would if you're putting a squib and doing all those wires and stuff. Yeah. Safer too, you know. But, but anyway. Well, Ridley, I mean, we could talk about Blade Runner forever because that's one of my favorites. But yeah, definitely, like, with that film, it's, it's they did everything that they could, every trick that they could to keep it in camera and at the same time to keep it, um, you know. Like, uh, I think uh, Ridley Scott says it a lot. I, I listened to a lot of documentaries as well, like the um, film film commentaries I mean and uh, mm -hmm. he is yeah. like one of his famous lines that I always remember from aliens and I always remember when I'm in a tough situation on a film or something it's like necessity is the mother of invention and it's a it's an old saying but it's it's definitely like that sums up like almost all his films for me because you know even like uh, when when Ash is is uh, dead or dying on the the table in his head and it's just like it's just like milk and marbles that like Ridley kind of and, and some of his crew members kind of put together and stuff. But it's just, you know, it's just like thoughts like that. Interesting, like, well, what do we have here? How can we do this? You know, let me just like, he like it was his hands that were on the chestburster, like little cre creature, yeah. you know? So it's just like little things like that, you know? Like it's just, it's a... Uh, it's, you know. well, James Cameron, all the all the uh, oh yeah, James uh, too, yeah. Corman, Corman movies, you know, Corman yeah. movies, like doing the um, God, what was it? Was it Galaxy of Terror? Uh, I haven't seen that in a long time. The Sid yeah. Haig movie. Um, yeah, it was like I think there's one scene where there's a bunch of maggots or something, and they start like thriving. They start like riling around really quickly. That was a big film for and James. Think, yeah. I mean, maybe maybe it was another movie, but I remember reading about this. Uh, like he put water down in these maggots or whatever and then hit them with like electricity yep and so they they started like going crazy like you know and for the for the camera and then we let it off they you know they probably killed them i don't know but yeah, you know yeah, that, yeah. That was, oh, that's pretty clever yeah but, that's that's his style though he's very much hands-on that's how like the, when he was making aliens like he had so many issues because he wanted to just grab the camera and get the shots that he wanted because he's a very much a hands-on controlling person he has a vision you know so yeah yeah, yeah, yeah we're both talking about like the nicotero stuff you know like the um that was that was like i was like wow these are like i mean huge huge fans and they were they're very much just like idols you know it yeah. wasn't even like i didn't even think about like what would it be like to talk to them or anything like that you know and then um you know, Greg invited me to the to K and B. Like when I was out in LA uh, one time, he took me on a tour and he let me like hold the Necronomicon from <laughs> Evil Dead Two. So he still cool. has it, you know. And then it's just you know, like what I was saying, like it's just the whole thing. It's surreal. Like it, it, it went from that to you know actually interacting with these people and, and becoming friends with them, and and uh, it's just it's something we, I, you know, I don't think this, when the three of us started, uh, you know, me, Mitch, and Rob. I don't think it was something that we ever were like, oh yeah, that's going to happen. Or, and it, it definitely wasn't like, a, we want this to happen someday. You know what I mean? It was, it was just kind of like, well, we're just going to do what we like, and we're just going to keep doing that. That's you know, even even though this stuff's happening now, it's still we're very picky on what projects we take on. Um, you know, we when we do get on something, we want it to be like the best thing we can possibly do, and we want to try to do as many 
different things, and that's why we're, we, you know, we started doing the the VHF stuff, and now with uh, uh, records, you know, getting into that, and that's like a whole different world. That's that's right now. It's like one of my favorite things that we're we're doing. Like it, it, it's it's like ultra ultra challenging uh, to go out to go out to the studios because you know we do a lot of work with different parts of the studio system, but the music thing is normally like totally by itself. Yeah. Outside of everything. Yeah. It's and so a that's like a whole, market. you know, we had to start from scratch basically to kind of work our way up and do all this stuff. And, and it's finally, um, you know, I, I just think that with us, there's no rush. You know, so there, there's no like, I don't, I don't really think there's a deadline on, you know, we need to be expanded 20% by. 2014 third quarter you know there's nothing <laughs> that's like stupid that. yeah you know, it's, that's that's, it's, that's it's, some weird you know, it's, shit yeah no it's totally like i mean we are a business but it's it, it's very much just kind of um you know we're we're, we're 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 very responsible and everything but we do like to do stuff that you know it's not going to make us any money we're just doing it because we want to do it it's fun and yeah that, i think that's that's kind of like you know as long as it's fun it's we're 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 into it. Yeah, that's that's kind of I think the uh, or if we think it would be cool. That's that's those are really like the two the two things that we that we really care about. And it's it's great that you know it, it, I think my favorite part is you know seeing the artists you know the, like the evolution of guys. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. They're, they're, like the styles change. Like we've been working with a lot of guys where they've they've been trying different things out when you look at the first poster they've done with us or someone else and then the you know the, the most recent thing a lot of times it's like oh yeah this is this is this is really obvious like Martin Anson is like a great example mm -hmm. yeah yeah his he progression has, yeah he's <clears throat> I thought the man of steel poster he did was you know his best I mean, yeah it's really you know, impressive it, how many colors was yeah, that yeah it, it was like six or seven jeez it looks like a full you know, crazy like g clay print yeah i mean when i when we i was in north carolina at heroes con um and i was it was like after the show i was hanging out in my hotel room and got an email and called rob and I was just like have you seen this he's like oh my, you know he's you know in his rob rob way i don't want to do it oh, my, oh yeah, of yeah. Rob, you know? <laughs> super deep voice yeah <laughs> yeah no, yeah what the fuck like, motherfucker <laughs> yeah, he was he was super into it, uh, and you know that's uh, it, it was it was like looking at it, it really did like I had to you know I got like a, a bigger file and like looked at it close, but I mean looking at it it was it was like how did he how did he get all this color and how did he get you know this this look because there was you know like there was like shine on everything and uh, you know like there's like a lens flare or something it was just it was it would look like a full color thing and. When, we, when he was like when Martin sent the, the kind of like ink uh, breakdown and it was like six I think it, was, it probably ended up being like seven yeah or like it that. was yeah I remember it being like uh, six screens or something I re read it on the site and I was like what the fuck that was right when I was in the middle of Pacific Rim and I felt like such a douche <laughs> I was like oh, I yeah. suck <laughs> yeah. but no, no yeah, that, I, was, uh, yeah. that was that was uh, I, I love uh, and, that, and then like the 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 Ken Taylor one too. That was that was really that was really awesome. I love Ken's like his horizontal 
um, posters that he's been doing, like the Halloween one, and then and then uh, uh, the Man of Steel with like the young Clark Kent running in the field. Yeah, with yeah. The, like, the cape on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's he's man, he's so fun to watch too. Yeah, the, he, everybody's I progressing. Loved, I loved all the stuff at the at the gallery show, and I love seeing his his concert posters too. Like I, you know, on Instagram, he was posting some stuff today. It was like a I don't know what it was. It was like some. It was like a pug or something. And he he did all those kind of like I think it was like the Blink One Eighty Two poster was like the uh, like the Looney Tunes thing or whatever. Like the the Elmer Fudd and Bugs. I think it was. I haven't seen like it. That. Yeah. yeah. I'll check it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it He's a busy guy, cool. man. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I I love it when we go. Um, uh, we'll go like grocery shopping or we'll go. Uh, you know, to get booze or something, and, and you know, you'll be looking in the in the glass cases, and you'll see his packaging, <laughs> and, like the bottles and all the all the all the cans and stuff. I, I I love I love that he's in there with like uh, other illustrious beer illustrators like Ralph Steadman, yeah, you know, <laughs> like like stuff like that in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's interesting to see everybody's changing. I think what if people don't understand um, like screen printing, the process of it, it's it's extremely limiting, but at the same time, it can be very um, liberating because um, as an artist, as a creative person um, dealing with screen printing, the limitations of it, like I'm used to working like on small resolution, like film style, like. 1080 you know like 1080 is the aspect ratio and that's the resolution i can work at so i can get away with pretty much anything and i can do tons of filler you know like gradients and flares and all this kind of stuff and dust and debris and but when i started to do the illustrations for the screen prints because predator and the pacific rims are the first ones that i've ever done and it was just like it was so taxing on me creatively because the limitation but i realized through seeing like and talking to Kevin and uh, a little bit, Kevin Tong about his process, and he explained some really great secrets to me that were really cool that he's learned along the way. And I, uh, I, I aim to hopefully try and find those as well. But what's cool, and I think that you're getting at, is that you are helping to employ these guys, and then you're seeing them change creatively through the process of it. And with each project is a whole different thing. You can't like it's like uh you can't just have like the exact same thing every time because the subject matter changes and when the subject matter changes it's absolutely different you know like and and you have to be very creative about how you approach each thing it's been really cool seeing ollie uh, I, I really enjoy like watching like oh how's he going to take this one or what's he going to do with that one you know and, and i have a little bit of an idea but then uh he always there's always something special to his thing you know there's always something like yeah. So like a little beautiful little thing, you know, like a little thought, a little extra, like something here or something there, you know, which is really cool. So yeah. I love being, uh, I really love being surprised and, uh, with, with, with like movies, I hate being right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like I, yeah. A lot of times where I'm like, Oh, this is going to happen. And then it happens. I'm like, Oh man, I'm not yeah. that smart. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like it should have been something way crazier than that. And then that's, that's like with all these posters where he's, I remember when he was doing, uh, uh, they, so the studio, uh, they let me see source code early, hmm. and uh, I was watching this movie. And I was like, "Oh my god, like, what, what would we do for this? You know, like, what, what is he going to do for this poster?" Yeah. And so I, I, I went into like Ollie Moss mode in my head, and I was like, oh, <laughs> "Simplify." Yeah, okay, so we're gonna there. We could do like a map, and it could be like this other thing. You know, I was trying to like, you know, like make it up in my mind, like, "Oh yeah, he he can do this," and then he like. You know, 30 minutes later, he sends in a sketch, and it's 
like perfect. Yeah. And then yeah. the studio's like, done, approved. We're like, okay, cool. <laughs> so yeah, I, he, I love it when they, <clears throat> you know, especially when, like Martin Anson, like when we get stuff from him, is like that too. Yeah. Like Elysium yeah. was. Have you seen Elysium, by the way? I've seen the movie. Yeah. You like it? I uh, keep my words to myself. <laughs> I thought there's some really beautiful. <laughs> there's some really beautiful things. I'm a big fan of Aaron Beck's work. He does a lot of really beautiful concept work with Weta, so I really enjoyed that. But I enjoyed you, I enjoyed you, District Nine. So uh, no, that's Greg Broadmore. I was actually supposed to Greg have Broadmore, him on. Yeah, the... I sorry, I sorry if, if Greg ever listens to this, but I uh, I met him at Comic Con, and I had I had been watching this. Uh, uh, I think it was the Harryhausen documentary that came out in the UK. Mm. Like, I got a Blu-ray of that and was watching it. And he was in it. And, I, and when I met him, I was like, I've seen you somewhere. Like, I can't <laughs> put my finger on it. But you're in a movie. He's like, Harryhausen. I was like, oh, you're, that's right. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm i not – I loved I loved Elysium. Okay. I, mean, main, I mean, honestly, mainly because of the effects. And, <laughs> uh, you know, I didn't know I was going to love him so much, but Kruger. Like yeah, I of was, course. Yeah, I'm like yeah. obsessed with Kruger. I think he's like one of the, my. He'll probably end up being like one of my favorite movie villains ever. Like I love the, I love his, I love all the tech and all the weapons. I yeah, love his force that, field that's thing. Aaron, that's like Aaron Beck. Yeah, a lot of Aaron Beck, Ben Ben Morrow, and uh, Chat. Uh, yeah, Chris uh, Christensen, I think they're all, all those Weta dudes, man. They're just yeah, yeah. The I w- but the thing is, I I kind of wish that like th- I would have had a lot of changes story wise, and I would actually want to just watch a story on uh Kruger because I thought he was oh, yeah. way more fascinating, way cooler and more interesting for me to like sit there and watch. Because he was uh yeah, it was not enough of him I think. That was that would be a complaint that I have, but whatever. Yeah, I, uh, I, I have I have opinions I, and I'll leave it at that. So <laughs> Yeah, I uh I really uh love uh Charles O'Copley. I don't know if that's how you say his name, but that sounded cool. Yeah, um, I think that's about other, right. Yeah. That's how I would say yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, it, that sounds like a good way to say it. Yeah, but, his... no, I mean, I he was so good in, in uh, District Nine, and I was I was it was such an idiot because I was I I looked at Kruger so many times, like so many times, and it didn't occur to me until way after, you know, not after the movie, but you know, like after I saw him for the first time, it was like, oh, that's him. Like, yeah, me too. They hit him. They hit him really well. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't ripped in the movie, but he was he was fit. Yeah. And he was just looking. I mean, especially like I love the scene when you first see him. Yeah. And I also love the way he was in, like the activate Kruger line was just so. It's such an awesome way. It's like, it's like come on, you know, it's like <laughs> it's like in the X Men comics when there's, soup, there's like, some the big time Wolver- nerd moments like for Wolverine. sure. Yeah, it was like this Wolverine image <laughs> or this this, this uh, cover, and it had like code name Wolverine or something it was like oh my god like Wolverine's a cool name and you put like code name or special agent or anything <laughs> like that in front of it it's like amazing yeah so, Neil's a big yeah, fanboy really too mis- yeah he's a big fanboy so yeah and and well, I, I, I love the Sid, Sid on it. yeah I love Sid, yeah. I was gonna say I love Sid Mead's space station I'm a I'm a I, I love Sid Mead's work and uh it was really did cool to see book, him the, did you get the the Elysium art book I haven't gotten that yet. I have a bunch of Sid's uh, books too, and I was watching actually one of his uh, Nomen tutorials last night because I, I watch a lot of tutorials as well. And um, but yeah, I, I haven't. Have you? Did you get the art book? Have you gotten it yet? Yeah, you gotta get it, man. Yeah, yeah. get it before they. I, I, I can't imagine they made a ton of them. Yeah. But you should really get it because the. Uh, I, I also, if you haven't got the Pacific Rim, 
mm. art book yeah. is incredible. And it's like way, way, way sold out in like 100, you know, it's like 100 to $150 now. It just came out. It was like $20, you know, oh, like a $40 damn. book on Amazon or something. Yeah. Good so, for them. Good yeah, for get them. Get on Elysium. Yeah, I saw, like, when I went up to, um, I was supposed to meet Del Toro and everybody at the WB, I think it was WB, doing oh, the thing, and, and uh, yeah, they showed me a bunch of the art, it was so cool, yeah, and, and it has, like, some of my favorite artists, he, uh, Del Toro is another guy, um, just very much a fan of the craft, and, and, and like, you know, and employed, like, you know, sculptors like Simon Lee, it's, like, one of my favorites, and and all these guys, really, just really phenomenal stuff to create these really crazy creatures and stuff, so... Yeah, yeah. it's cool. I, uh, I got check. I got check that out. Yeah. Yeah, that book was amazing. Just if for nothing else, it's like uh, I I, mean, I I do this with uh, you know there, there's certain directors I'll, I'll just I'll go I'll do, like watch whatever they they talk about. Yeah. And you know Guillermo is one of them, and in the book it's like, oh yeah, there's uh, uh you know like we we modeled um you know strike your eureka off of um. You know, Pat Labor or something like that. Like, yeah, of we course. really like Pat Labor and we kind of did, you know, something like that. Oh, yeah, it's, like, it's okay, a big hodgepodge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a giant hodgepodge yeah. of so many things. Yeah, yeah. it's like I, um, the Kill Bill movies was so fun to me to have, you know, all those interviews with Tarantino where he's like, oh, yeah, they call her one eye was, you know, uh, how L Driver got the eye patch and, you know, my name's Buff and it's time to fuck. That's from Eating Alive and, you know, Freddy Krueger says it. So there's all these cool. Yeah. You know, like saying these references, but they're from actual other movies that are equally, you know, like for, you know, one word or reason or another, they're amazing. Like, have you ever, um, have you ever seen Dark of the Sun out of like a totally oddball, like out of left field thing? No, have I've never seen, seen that. It's no. like a men on a mission movie from the 60s. Mm-mm. Never Man, seen it. it is so good. Like if you get a chance to watch it, it's, uh, man, it is. It is an underrated, no one talks about it, but like, it was, there was stuff there, there's like, a, I'm, I'm not kidding you, there's a chainsaw fight in it, like, Jim Brown gets, like, brutally stabbed and they show the entire thing, <laughs> it is, it is outrageous, like, I can't, I don't want to talk about it anymore, because I mean, like, give stuff away if anybody want to watch this, but it's, yeah, ever get a chance, Dark of the Sun. Dark of the you know, Sun, yeah, out. on it, so, cool, yeah. I'll check it out. Yeah, I love watching old films. I just love watching films in general. I think that's something that we both share that we really love. I I love to hate films and I love to watch them and I love to you know enjoy them. Like a recent film that I really enjoyed and a show actually. These are two things I've been telling everybody that I really enjoyed is that I really enjoyed the film Upstream Color. Just recently saw that. That was really a uh, very interesting film experience for me because you know watching films and, and the stereotypical way of, of making a film and telling a story um, becomes as a lover of film and watching and consuming so many you kind of become this weird person where you want to be stimuli like you want a different type of stimulus you know and I think that upstream yeah. kind of it was a very interesting uh, experience where where there was a lot of exchanging of thoughts, I thought, for me at least, yeah. um, my experience, that, that was a really cool one. And then of show, I don't know if you've ever seen it. I've, I've sent you a bunch of anime links, actually, because you asked me, but there's a show you should check out called Black Mirror. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's a UK yeah. show, and I fucking love it. If, I mean, if you're a fan of Twilight Zone, it's literally yeah, like it's, yeah, it's literally like the, the modern version of Twilight Zone, which to me is like, Twilight Zone is one of my favorites growing up. Tales from the Crypt, Twilight Zone, all those like those shows are like I would stay up crazy late just to watch them because that was like that was my shit, you know. 
And uh, yeah, what was what was the name of the show again? It's called Black Mirror. Yeah. Black it's, Mirror. Yeah. Right, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna write it down right now. Yeah, please check it out. It's um, it's amazing. There's a couple episodes I think on the internet on like Vimeo or something. Um, but they're just incredibly smart, like witty, thought-provoking, like interesting social commentaries about like the technology. It's like it's modern day. It's very current. It's got you know they talk like they use YouTube and Twitter and all that kind of stuff in social media. So it's very current, but it has very interesting concepts, like very. Uh, thought-provoking so that's definitely like my that's my shit right now like i'm so into those shows right now like those shows and and, and upstream color like the last few things that i was really impressed as as a consumer basically but yeah but i, I mean i i get you like when we talk about art books uh if you i don't know if you have it but the district nine art book is like yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. phenomenal like that is an amazing art book it's got tons of greg's work in there and it's got some of aaron's and uh um, yeah, just all those amazing weather guys. Those guys are just in that little bubble, man, just rocking it out. They can totally, you can totally tell that they're they're riffing on one another's creative energy, and um, it's just they're pushing out some of the most amazing shit. And, and I think, yeah, uh, no, yeah. I got to go down and, and visit uh, late last year. Oh damn, how was that? It was, that was, it was, oh man, it was nuts. Like I had never been to to New Zealand at all. Mm. Um, beautiful or and, what uh, oh yeah yeah it's it was, it was man it's I, I got it was I had there was an earthquake when I was there I'd never been in an earthquake before oh wow was, we're, yeah I, I went with uh, uh, my friend Eric Vespi from Ain't It Cool and he uh, we got this place and it was you know it was really it was really high up on the island and one night we were just kind of hanging out and I was, uh, I was sleeping on this, like, little uh, roll-out cot thing or whatever. And, you know, so there was, like, uh, you know, it's like one of the, the, the ones in the movies where you put the mattress over and then there's, like, just the springs that kind of hold you. It's like a spring hammock, basically. <laughs> you know, like, one yeah. of those. Yeah, yeah, like I was, It was, like, one of those types of things. So Sweet. I just started kind of, like, very slowly moving side to side. Mm. And so it's like the, the you know the, the, the springs are squeaking and everything, and so I'm just I'm just like not moving, and he he's like, yeah, you know, and we're just both kind of quiet, and he's like, this is an earthquake. <laughs> I just started laughing. It was it was like a riot. It was it was really fun. And it was like it was it was a great one to do because nobody was hurt and there That's was good. no damage at all. It was like it was just enough to move the island, but nothing happened. So mm. that was, I could say now that I, I've experienced a minor shaking of the world and lives so it's really crazy but yeah but the yeah. weather yeah, yeah the <laughs> weather thing yeah it was uh it was cool they have like a, a gift shop called the weather cave yeah weather cave yeah and yeah they have, they have a podcast yeah, too have which is really of, great they have a what they have a podcast as well oh, yeah. Do they really? yeah which cool. is great too yeah it's all on their website i think but yeah the, the weather cave but yeah sorry did you go over and check that out yeah yeah um uh, yeah, and I got to see all the, you know, they have all the props there from um, Frighteners and, and all that. Uh, I think they had the dog. There was some, I can't remember, I can't remember what they had. They had, uh, they had a ton of stuff in the, in the, the Weta Cave, but then they took us to the actual, uh, they're like, uh, you know, the big block of, of complexes or whatever, where they do all the, you know, there's like digital and practical and, and yeah, they, they brought me in and they have, uh, you know, they're also kind of like a, <clears throat> uh, like collectibles. They make all the, the sci-fi guns and 
yeah. use the you know the prop stuff and the 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 toys and statues and they had a big showroom of all that. And uh, then they they took us down and they had you know a ton of of, of practical stuff all over the place from from various movies and yeah it was it was it was really great it was it was awesome the island was super fun there's a place called Hell's Pizza there it's really amazing. <laughs> um, they, they had they had like the packaging there was like the coolest packaging I've ever seen for a pizza place because the pizza box there's it's like die cut in the center mm-hmm. and so it's like the top is like top portion and the bottom portion it there's like this die cut pattern and when you're done with your pizza it folds like it, it, it comes out and it all transforms into a coffin <laughs> and then the coffin is your to go box. That's awesome. And then the, uh, the, they have like chicken strips there, and they come in this box where it it is a uh, it's a, it's like a kind of a square box, and then it, you know off of the square there's two little you know there's, there's a extended space and there's two holes, and you can put your your dipping sauces in those holes, mm-hmm. and then the box opens and it forms like this weird it, it forms a monster face. Wow. Like it has like the the, the box open has like teeth and then the, when you put your sauces in it forms the eyes and <laughs> the, the nuggets it looks like the love it turn the monster's mouth yeah <laughs> it's cool but the pizza the pizza there they have this one the pizza's absolute like, shit though I'm joking no, no well <laughs> I got I got super sick oh. uh, you know because no Eric was like oh it wasn't because the pizza was bad it was uh they have this roulette pizza mm. I can't remember I can't remember what it's called but Eric was like so the deal. Uh, he's like, you gotta get this. It's so fun. You get this pizza. You get whatever topping you want, and you get it, and it looks totally normal. But under the cheese, instead of putting, uh, they put sauce and stuff down, but they also put a layer of these crazy hot chilies down. Oh. <laughs> so, but they, but they get, but you know, like they don't smell, so you can't. So it's like truly like roulette. So you're eating, and the whole time we were, we were, we were wa- I think we were watching Spider-Man Three. You know, Spider-Man Three was on like the New Zealand TV or whatever, and. Uh, <laughs> We're eating this pizza, and my mouth, like the side of my mouth, is kind of hot. And I'm like, "Oh, okay. Well, the next, the next piece of pizza next to it will be the hot one because, I, you know, maybe it was like a little like the way they cut it or something, a little bit out of mine, and you know, it's just like a warning." But then I took another bite, and it was like the night was over. Like I had to go lay down because, like, the, the, <laughs> I got a whole. I got they didn't spread it around. Like the chili was all in one spot or something. My like, stomach was just like it was gone. Like it was destroyed. So I had to go like lay down in the other room with my like the spring spring hammock or whatever. <laughs> the ghost pepper, probably. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was it was really hot. But they uh, yeah, the place was the place was super cool too. It was like all this. Uh, it looked like a, you know, the side of a 70s, like, Astro van or something. Like, if like a fantasy painting was done on that. Like, if they took that off and then covered the inside of the, the restaurant with that type of stuff. It, was, you know, it wasn't quite, like, death dealers all over the place, but it was, you know, it was, it was that same kind, of, same kind of vein. That's rad. That's cool that you're able to travel around a lot, too. Was that through, um, was that with Mondo stuff, or was it just on, like, your own, um, like, wanting to go out to Wellington and stuff? And see the weather. Yeah, well, yeah, we went down to uh, the the Hobbit set. Ah, crazy! So we, we hung out there. And, How uh, awesome is that shit? Those guys and, yeah, those guys, yeah. Pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, they managed to really do um, um, Tolkien like honor. You know, it's very rare. Um, 
I, that was one of my favorite books growing up was the Hobbit. I was actually pretty pissed that they didn't start with the Hobbit. I'm like, what the fuck? That's the best one. You know, that was like my opinion, but, but it was really cool. Like, um, recently too, watching like all the behind the scenes documentary on like, uh, like, uh, Lord of the Rings stuff. Like there's like six hours or some shit of just like crazy, yeah. like, um, just, you literally feel like you're helping make the film because you're so involved with the behind the scenes, which is just phenomenal. And, uh, yeah. it's, yeah, the process behind that was just, you know, like they literally made Hobbiton, right? They, like, they made it like they, <laughs> they like grew it. It took like six months or something like that. They like literally grew that place. So it felt as natural as possible. Yeah. And, it's, uh, it's, I haven't, I haven't been on a ton of, uh, of sets and this is, this is definitely like the, you know, the biggest budget movie I've ever been on a set for. And it was. It was, it was, uh, yeah, you know, I've been, on, I've been on, you know, student films and, you know, some like, you know, productions for TV and, you know, some stuff for CNN and whatever. But I mean, that's, that's just like lights and cameras and stuff like that. You know, there's no, yeah. there's no, uh, you know, there, there's no giant trolls eating next to you at lunch and stuff. You know, <laughs> there's there never any like orcs, you know. You know, sharing soup or whatever. You know, like, <laughs> I had never seen anything like that. That was it was amazing. Yeah, good on good on those guys, Weta and Peter and all those guys, those talented people for for making a um, an amazing little pocket out there. You know, who would have thought, right? New Zealand of all places, which I but I think it's brilliant. I think that's very much like when George Lucas was was uh, trying to make things happen before star wars he was like i don't want to do it the hollywood way i don't want to be in la i don't want to deal with that you know and he went off and did it up in uh san francisco you know which is like it's 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 i think peter has some of the same kind of um personality attributes i think you know enlisting the proper talent of of, of smart people and, and building a really great team of, of great people to make a great product you know and and Lord yeah. of the Rings, that whole franchise in itself is, is is beautiful, man. It's really beautiful piece a piece of work, really. So, yeah, and I think that you know, it's it's, it's all along that same thing. And I think it, it like I like to look at things really large too, and I like to look at them like in grand scale for perspective. And I and I feel like there's a connection between all this stuff, even with you, especially too, like with what you're doing with Mondo. I think it comes from a good place, you know. It's about yeah. doing. It's about doing cool shit that you're that you're happy about. You know, it's not about not about trying to make like a buck. You know, like you can make money doing anything, really. You know, but it, and it, of course, money makes the world go round. But it's more about um, doing something that you're passionate about and being being proud of it, and or you know, wanting to see the artist grow and, and giving them an established like platform to do so. You know, which is great. So. Yeah. No, it's like uh, you know guys like uh, uh, Shane Black, you know. Yeah. Like I yeah. really, I really love that he's he's now, uh, you know, got he he you know he's kind of you know he's had like the ups and downs of his career or whatever, but now he's kind of got to the point where he could do any movie that he wants to off of the success of uh, uh, you know Iron Man three. Yeah. And he's like, okay, I want to do my Doc Savage movie. And it's just like, what? Like, it's, it's amazing. It's like, he could probably have picked, you know, he could have probably, you know, done anything. And he was like, okay, I want to do, you know, of all things, Doc Savage, because it was like, you know, a book that he really loves. Yeah. It's just awesome. It's so cool that you have all these super high-profile dudes 
and some of the richest people on earth and they're nerds. You yeah. Know? And it's like what they do with that. It's like they, they have all this, this, uh, you know, ability and then they're, they're doing it with, you know, the Tolkien stuff. And, you know, before, even before that with, you know, Peter doing all the horror stuff and, you know, with obviously Shane, you know, and his, all his stuff that he's doing. And it's just cool that they, <clears throat> that's what they choose to, to do. I, 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 I like that at least. I think that's, I think it's really great. It's relatable, you know, so it doesn't seem yeah. like so yeah. unobtainable when somebody has that much money. Yeah. So it makes it somewhat like relatable, which it makes it cool. Yeah. Because these guys become, uh, I think you noticed it too, and I think you probably noticed it in yourself as well. Like because you're saying like, well, you're selling furniture, and then you were starting to do stuff with Mondo, and then you know now look at you, you're able to travel around, and it's almost like a mini miniature celebrity status, you know, which is like really interesting, right? I mean, you wouldn't, no but you wouldn't think <laughs> of that for yourself though, right? Like you wouldn't. No, I don't. I still don't. I still don't think of that stuff. Well, I, I don't think it's in your nature, though. I think, like, from just the little bit I got a chance to meet you, I don't think it's in your style or your nature to be, um, you know, to get full of yourself in that way. It, it sounds like you've come, come from like a humble beginnings, you know, which is good. I think that's, I think that's important. I think a lot of people that get caught up in like little bits of su success kind of lose that, you know. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's, it's like, I'm, I'm like, <clears throat> uh, I'm like not by nature outgoing and I'm not like, wow, really? Uh, I'm like, oh no, no way, man. Like I'm, I'm, I'm really shy. Wow. Like, I'm, I'm ultra, ultra shy. Like I, uh, you know, I, I think I've been like that since I was a kid hmm. and you know, I just, I don't mind doing, you know, it's, it's, it's weird. I was looking at this thing and it was, there was just like these criteria and it was like uh if you prefer uh you could if you could talk to 200 uh, you know a room of 200 people but it, it's like uh, you know weird for you to meet someone at a party uh you know meet someone new at a party you're an introvert it's like that's that's it you know like i think it i think a lot of times the you know i i, I want to have like a conversation like this where it's we're really, you know, we're really getting into it and we're really, you know, we're really like, like doing something versus, you know, like kind of like, you know, like in college is a perfect example. Like I always hated it when they'd be like, you know, you'd, you'd just be standing there and someone awkwardly would be like, hey, what's your major? It's like, man, you don't, you don't care what my major is. You're just, you're, you know, why? Why, do we, why are we, why are we, why are we even doing this? You know, like we're going to say undecided or you know whatever it is and you're gonna say <laughs> business and then it's then what do we got we, whatever well, i'm sure it's um, probably got to be really crazy now though because of like the success <laughs> of the company that you helped grow like uh i, m I imagine it must be really crazy right it's got to be like for you and, oh, and yeah. everybody involved too like you've probably had to change internally quite a bit i imagine right yeah i, I mean, mean I, yeah i mean I, I think a lot of it was just like necessity yeah, you know, like, well, of course. I, yeah. I, I, I remember before Mondo, and I, like, doing, I mean, just, I'm thinking about, like, you know, when you intro something. Yeah. And, you know, like, you're, you're at a movie and you intro, or you're at a, you know, at a gallery thing and you talk to people, or, or whatever, whatever the case may be. Um, I think that, you know, I'm not, I, I remember when I first started doing them, I was terrified. <laughs> like, 
mortified like, like I, I sweat all the time but like you know like nervous sweat <laughs> like I'm soaking wet and like my knees are shaking you know it's like it was like really scary because I had never done stuff like that before where you, you're getting up I mean I think I did it at a fantastic fest like you know geez like what probably right after I first came down and they were, I think they were running behind and I don't remember what the name of the movie was but mm. uh, they would they would be like I remember they, some like a manager came down the hall of the theater. This is like the old South Lamar in Austin, and they're like, "Justin, can you can you uh, intro this horror movie or whatever?" I'm like, "Who's it by?" And they're like, "So and so." You know, I, I you know I say it to myself because you don't want to mess the director's name up. I'm like, "Okay, great." And they're like, "And you gotta think like Pepsi or whoever you know whoever the sponsor was. I don't think it's Pepsi, but like, okay, I, I remember that." And then you get up there and you you don't remember anything. Yeah, of course you're, you're not. Like, uh, yeah. Thank you, thank you, Coke. Or you know, it's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> you, know, like, you don't know anything. I, I didn't know anything. And then, and then, uh, the lazy man's intro. Like if you if you ever see people doing this, it's because they're nervous. Yeah. It's it, you. You say fuck a lot. Oh yeah. You're like, yeah. It's hey the- everybody, welcome to Fantastic Fest. And everyone's like, hey, you know, like golf clap or whatever. And they're like, are you guys waiting for this fucking movie? And everyone's like, yeah. Like, you know, it's like, that's, that's the way, like, for whatever reason, filler. you're doing these things, if you say fuck, yeah. like, people get really into it. Like, no matter, you can say anything. You know, you put fuck in it. They're like, yeah, go. <laughs> Comedians so like, and, and rappers I, alike. Yeah, it's, every, it's, it's, like, it's a lazy thing. Word, I was like, yeah, fucking <laughs> fuck, man. And they're like, yeah, you're the best. You know? <laughs> Motherfuck. Like, I, was like, I was like, man, I gotta, it was like a minute intro, and it felt like forever. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, I don't think I've came really that far, but, you know, it's like that where it's, it's just kind of, it's not even like I'm, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't practice doing intros. It's just like, you have to do them. And yeah. Like, naturally. I'm, I'm like, I, you know, I was like stumbling then and I'm kind of like, um, I'm like, I can stand up right now when I'm doing intros. Like, I still don't think that there are anything to like write home about, but it's just, you know, it's, it's kind of like, there's, that's like Rob, like Mitch doesn't live in uh Mitch doesn't live in Texas yeah yeah and you know I, I just like I I it was <laughs> Rob has had to sub in for me a few times for uh for intros like uh yeah he's he's had to he's had to help me out a little bit um, <laughs> I couldn't make I remember we uh we did one and uh <laughs> we went to uh we went to uh, we went out to eat with Elijah Wood after the, uh, the one of the mystery movies. Oh, cool! And uh, yeah, yeah, and he cool had dude, that. huh? He had to come back I heard he's really intro. cool. Yeah, oh yeah, he's great. Yeah, I like I like Elijah a lot. He just uh, yeah, he just moved to Austin too. Oh, right he, on, cool. Yeah, he's kind of back. He's kind of back and forth from from LA. So yeah, <clears throat> yeah, he's. Uh, did you see Did you see Maniac? No, I haven't seen that. No. The 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 new one with him, yeah, it's it's good, huh? Pretty good. Yeah, awesome. I like it. Awesome. Yeah, I think it's great. Yeah, yeah I think him really... and Ollie are friends too. I think is Ollie did some kind of thing for him as well. I think he was telling me some kind of logo for his company or something. I can't yeah. remember. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure what it was. Yeah, I mean we we uh, we met there and then um, just kind of stayed in touch and I think Ollie met him. I think it might have been like uh, not this last but the one before comic-con because mm. he was he was out there hanging out and he came by the booth a few times and, and kind of said hey so right. <clears throat> yeah yeah he's, he's he's like the biggest he's like one of the biggest 
and movie nerds that I know. Like, you can always, there's always something. He's like, oh, you got to see this. And it's like, okay, I definitely will see that. And then when you watch it, you're like, yep, that was good. That was really good. <laughs> That's so, awesome. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, it's cool. A lot of these guys are just fans too, especially the ones that I think that you probably as a person resonate with, you know, like because they're just genuine fans of the craft, you know, they just love it because it is a craft. It's it's an act, you know, but sorry, you were telling a story about like you were out with him and then you had to do a, an intro for a film. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was just, yeah, Rob, Rob came back and did the, he did the, uh, like the outro for it. For the for the mystery movie thing, mm. but I was, you know, I was just talking about like the you know the the is this kind of like necessity that you know you have to learn some things just because it's just it's 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 a thing there that just needs to happen. Yeah, it's and it, but, changes okay, yeah, you. I guess I'll, I'll guess I guess we'll just we'll do that and. Yeah, but it's the things that like those those adversities those those things change you and and um, like what I was getting at though like back when I was trying to talk about like what I feel what makes it special like why I was very attracted to working with you guys for the most part I felt was that you guys have that honest it seems like the honest integrity to do something cool like that's your intentions you know and and you know you could easily get caught up and lost in you know the details of everything under the sun but just trying to focus on making something cool for people to have access to it's fucking cool man like it's cool and it comes from a good spot and it you know like i hope that doesn't change you know i think that's really um what's interesting too is how big it's gotten like how crazy huge it must be like and now like with like all the studios like studios probably contacting you know now rather than you maybe cold calling them and stuff and yeah it's got to be interesting man like i was another thing i was going to ask you about is like how like you must have to deal with so much contracts and like um obtaining the rights to these things it must be uh the learning curve was probably pretty crazy or do you even deal with that Oh yeah, yeah. That's how. Um, that's kind of like that was your job, right? Because like Rob had, he, he's Rob's like a an artist as well. Rob Jones. If you check out his stuff, Google him, I'll, or maybe I'll send a link if, for those that are listening. He did some really great white stripes posters and many other posters and stuff. But yeah, but uh, and then Mitch runs OMG posters, right? Yeah. 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 And so yeah, he and, and OMG great posters guy. and posters posters and toys. Um, dot com. He has. Uh, yeah, he has a ton of stuff on there. Really, he's a like, busy he, guy. He'll put up. Yeah, he'll he'll do. So, you know, he has lots of guys that he releases stuff for. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was it was when I when we all got together, um, we made like a decision to start going out and getting licenses for everything. And uh, you know, I think the first one that uh, we we came on to, um, which was kind of was I think it, I think it might have been here like when we when we came in. Or uh, it was, you know, it came in shortly after we came in, I guess, I should say. It was The Warriors. And uh, we did that. So we good. Did, uh, did Tyler do that one? Did Tyler do that one, I think? Yeah, we right. had a lot of guys on that. Yeah. Ken, great Taylor movie. did stuff, Eric Tan, uh, Tomer Hanuka, and Tyler. Uh, yeah, we have, there's a, there's a lot of posters on that one. Yeah. Um, and then we did, and then I got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, which I wish we would have done more with looking back at it now. Yeah. I just, I, I just like, I, I kind of, I, I, that's like one of my favorite things ever. It's just like, you know, it's, it's well, definitely like nostalgia. 
I'm 29. Okay, yeah, so I'm 30, and so yeah, that was yeah. like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was like God when I was a kid. Oh yeah. That's all yeah, I cared man, about. I, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I I I totally. I I probably had every <clears throat> every piece of clothing that's been invented. I probably had like a turtle with that on that piece of clothing. You know, like the gloves, socks, underwear, shirt. You know, like pants. Like I had the whole <laughs> thing. Like I had everything. Lucky. I was like a turtle, like freak. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, it, and I still am. Like I, uh, you know, I, I read the, you know, the Eastman Laird stuff, and uh, uh, yeah, I had like a uh, this this guy brought me over at Comic Con to meet Kevin Eastman, talk about you know just doing stuff, and it was like what, and, like you know, we were, we were hanging out with with uh, with him, and he was drawing like turtles for people, you know, <laughs> over at the Happy Metal booth and stuff. It, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, for those that, those that are listening and don't know who Kevin Eastman is, he's the one that actually created Ninja Turtles. And, uh, yeah. Laird, Peter, Peter Laird, yeah. 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 I mean, I, Two so, of those guys, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we got the Turtles license, and then it was like Universal Monsters, and then it was, uh, and then I think after that we got Star Wars. Uh, so there was, shit. You know, I think we got, <laughs> yeah, we got Star Trek and then Star Wars. St- dude, that's and childhood then, shit right there. You guys went big. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then so like now we have, you know, we have a, a lot of different stuff, and we're always, you know, looking around for, for interesting titles to get. Um, and I'm trying the, to push the you. Soundtrack, to, yeah. Oh yeah, soundtrack. Yeah, the soundtrack too, yeah. is, is, is super fun too to, to try to uh, you know unearth stuff that maybe hasn't been released before or has you know had like an ultra small release uh, when it when it first got you know put out and uh, you know in the theaters like. The 80s or something like Deadly Spawn was one the one of the ones that we did that I'm like a huge huge fan of, um, and that had a, like a, a small pressing, but they're they were kind of hard to find uh, on you know the eBay or the collector's world or whatever. So that's one of the reasons we want to put that one out because it was like legitimately good, but I think it had a CD release or something, and uh, you know we we know that a lot of our our fans are like big cinephiles and, and specifically like horror fans and so we thought they'd be into it and they, they did like I've, we've had a lot of people kind of writing and, and talking to us at shows and they're like you know I was uh, I just I just kind of got it and I listened to it and it was like really good because it was like a genuinely good you know soundtrack it just, you know there's some sense stuff and it it, it sounds uh, you know unlike a lot of other you know what you would think about with like a horror movie and I guess this technically is like a horror sci-fi it's an alien movie there's all those coming out like Galaxy of Terror like we talked about and like there's a movie called Mutants and you know there was uh, you know Deadly Spawn actually the original title for Deadly Spawn was uh, Return of the Aliens Deadly Spawn so they were really playing up but like this was this was like a sequel to Alien yeah yeah. and then they were like okay yeah it's Really fun too. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, no, it's, yeah, tons and tons of dealing with studios and licensing people and <clears throat> you know, must be really taxing. Can. I could never do that. Yeah, because I'm sure you probably hit tons of roadblocks. You know, especially in the beginning. Now that you have momentum, I, I imagine it might be a little bit easier. But it's still like um, licensing and, and all that kind of shit. If you, people don't know, it's just, it's just like it's just it could be a very challenging thing to try and get people to agree to to sign off some of the rights or just allow somebody you know to to have a little piece of the pie basically or to pay homage to these things you know like star wars which is that's got to be crazy after that success because that's really 
when uh, when Ollie made uh, Star Wars, it was like, all right, there he's he's gone. He's like the new Saul Bass kind of thing, you know. And and yeah. the shop that we're working at, our boss Kyle Cooper, um, I think, uh, learned under Saul Bass. I think like Saul Saul was one was a one of his instructors, I believe. And so yeah. it was it was cool for Ollie because Kyle would see his work and be like, oh, it looks like Saul's work, you know. And to Ollie, that was like a, a compliment. Um, you know, right. obviously he wants to be himself, but to be, you know, kind of like um, told by Kyle, you know, t that you, your work is as good as my instructor was, you know, like that's that's a that's a big thing. And, and I don't know where I'm getting with this, but it's just it's it's really after Star Wars, it's just like I was like, well, that's it. And then I just started seeing it everywhere, and everybody was biting it and doing their own ones, and and that was a that was interesting too. Um, and it was cool, like I when I was listening to your other interview and, and your approach to it was the same as as mine with like, because like I was like, what do you think of the biters and like the shitty like the knockoffs and this and that? And you're like, dude, it's cool. It's not like everybody you know has a chance to get the rights to these things, and not everybody has the momentum and stuff. And but it's still art. It's still art, right? It's still people creating for the most part. And if it's if it's not like a horrible knockoff or something, it's still cool, you know, like. You know, and I agree yeah. with that. You know, it's like, you know, people are going to create no matter what. You know, and um, yeah, it's just it's just interesting. No, I mean, you know, people are having fun with it. Yeah, there's a lot of that's good. A lot of people doing it, and uh, um, yeah, there's a, there's a, there's like a ton of stuff uh, that comes out. You know, we we pay attention to you know who's doing what, and uh, you know what what new artists are, are, are around and uh you know and we we kind of we kind of pull from everywhere like yeah. you know we we did stuff with Paolo Rivera and uh you know like doing stuff with you you weren't like you know we didn't find you doing movie posters or whatever yeah like, yeah, we, we, yeah. Found, we found you we were you know we see people that were like oh wow this you know this this is a, a style that would look good for this particular movie or this would look good for this type of thing or this or this you know so yeah it's, it's fun to go out and you know that's why a lot of times i like to go to uh you know comic book conventions is because you know like artist alleys and, and meeting people love like those Carol and, yeah uh and uh uh you know kind of you know especially when we have the gallery now like yeah we can, we can, there's, there's lots more openings from no, not just screen printed posters and, and posters in general it's oh can they do uh, you know paintings or they can they do etchings or can they do a sculpture or can they do this or you know, there's, there's lots more types of artistry that will that will need for yeah. you know for like the gallery and, and, and different shows so yeah yeah I'm, I, it, it's 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 crazy to to work with all these guys and and, and get to know them and you know, I've known Ollie for a few years now too, and you know we're we're pals and we, you know, hang out and we're you know he's <laughs> we're, we we mentioned something at, at Comic Con. He's like, let's go to Japan. I'm like, yeah, let's go to Japan. Let's let's do that. So definitely. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's fun. It's fun to meet all these guys, and I, I think that's probably you know, I, you know, I don't I don't mean to speak to other guys, but I would. I, you know, I feel I would feel pretty safe in saying that, you know, with me specifically, like I, I think that it's that's my favorite part is is like getting to know the dudes and, and seeing them 
you know, kind of, you were talking about earlier, like progress. Like it's, it's so amazing to see what, you know, on like a, you know, a personal level and, you know, professional, it, it's great to know them in, in both, in both ways. Like I, I really, I really do love it. And I, I really do like love that I, I've known Kevin Tong for, geez, yeah, yeah. Five years, five years now. Like, <laughs> it's crazy to think that it's like it's been like like four or five years that I've known this guy. Yeah, he has some funny and stories. He's, he's actually me too. He's, he's yeah he's in he's in Austin right now. He he came in for the the Jason Edison show. Awesome. He's and moving like, out know, there. I yeah, think, it, too. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's uh, he 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 came in two days ago. Awesome. It, it, it's it's really cool because like uh, good guy. You know Mike Mitch Mike Mitchell lives here now. Cool. Uh, we hang out a lot. We you know we play Magic. <laughs> we, <laughs> I was over it. We were playing uh, Catan this weekend, and uh, you know, so it's 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 really really fun. Like, uh, especially now that these guys are like all in town, there's like a lot. And then Mitch is coming in Friday, and then Rob's here, and we can all, you know, probably all end up going over to Rob's house or something, and 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 hanging out. But it's it's yeah, I really I really like that. Before I came into this, I had, you know, I had friends and stuff, but then because of Mondo, I've met you, I've met, you know, uh, I've met, uh, you know, my girlfriend, and I've met, you know, Rob, and I've met Mitch, and I've met, you know, Ollie, and Mike, and Martin Anson, and Tyler, and Ken, like, all these guys, like, it's, it, it, was, it just wouldn't have happened without this, and... Yeah, it's beautiful. It's, yeah, it, it, it's really, I mean, not to get, like, all weepy. Come or, on, do it, it's, just it's, cry, it's totally, cry! You know, <laughs> <laughs> no, not no. I mean, yeah, it's, no, it's, it's so true, much though. fun to, to you know meet these guys and uh, you know work work with them and, and, and like Comic Con was great. Like we went to you know we went to that dinner. That was brilliant, uh, and man. We went to the. We, it was like it's like yeah the yeah when it, there is there is one way you can look at it as like a lot of different ways, but you know Comic Con it's you know a lot of times it's like okay. Like I, not me. I like the shop, but a lot of people are like, "All right, let's get let's get this thing over. Let's get this thing over, and then we can go out and have fun. Like it's work. It's like school. You're at school all day, and then you get out and you go play. So you have to go back to your booth, which is cool. Yeah. So I, I I feel very fortunate to, you know, do this and. uh, you know, have you invite me on your podcast? Fuck so yeah, dude. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, but it's it's just as cool, and it's true though. You know, like, and I think it all comes down to your choices. You're making the choices to like, you know, create something that you love and passionate about. And every day is a choice. You can make the choice whether to do something good or bad, and you know, having the power to do so, and and then also creating like a new family, basically an extended family for yourself. That's how I really felt when I was around all you guys. It was just like, damn, I have like a new family of people that I can creatively uh, chat with and talk to and progress and grow. And everybody was just super happy. And and it was just cool. It was just really a special thing because in film and, and what I do on the other side is not like that at all. So it was just like a breath of fresh air, a very much needed um exposure to you know humility basically (laughs) and it was yeah it was a really great experience and and that's cool i was just as excited and happy and thankful as you were so that's cool that um a similar experience because yeah it's really phenomenal really um when i sit back and just look at the situation so just as thankful you know and it's good to know that it's good to hear that because i think that your company is going to be in good hands if that always stays like that you know i think it'll be 
all about like just doing great stuff and being thankful for every day and, and just keep pushing along and making stuff that you're happy and proud of, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, oh, dude. Man. Yeah. Well, I know you, I know you got to go. I don't want to hold you any longer, but, um, dude, thank you so much for your time. Um, oh, we'll, we'll have to do this again. Maybe, uh, when I come out to Austin, we'll do like a round table with all of us in a room or something and just talk a bunch of yeah. shit. It'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really, yeah, I, I can't wait to get out there. So I have to figure out a way so I can get on a plane and come hang out with you guys for a couple of days and, and just yeah, have we'll a blast. Yeah, we'll have to make up a reason for you to come down here. Dude, yeah, sure. but if, if, if anything, I'll just have to come down, you know, just come and say yeah. hi. Maybe there'll be a cool show I can come and, and check out and stuff. So, um, but yeah, yeah. stop by top one. Dude. Yeah, come down for that. Ah, okay, that'd be a good idea, actually, so I'd figure out the yeah. details for that, but, dude, thank you so much, and, uh, yeah, thanks for your time, and, um, dude, you rock, man, I really appreciate it, it's really been great getting to know you, and, and, uh, yeah, thank you for everything, and big thanks to everybody at Mondo as well, and, yeah, it's awesome, it's just getting started now, so it's, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. no, thanks, man, cool, well, cool. I will, uh, I will talk to you later. All right, bro, have a good day, man, cheers. All right, cool, see ya. Later. There's a whole generation of soldiers just a few months away from being born. Train them to be like us. Rule an empire so brilliant. So glorious. Bring the world of normals to their knees. 